Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday to uh, a company that we own. So I guess it's kind of a shared birthday that we have together. It is. Uh, this is Relay FM's seventh birthday week. We have in the past made a big deal out of our birthday weeks. Uh, we didn't last year because, you know, you know. Uh, and we're back. We're back on it a little bit this year. Um, we've got something fun going on on our birthday, which is the 18th, which is Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that. But we want to keep our tradition going of uh, annual Q and As. Now, this is uh, we're kind of doing like a cross branded promotional episode here so steven and i record a podcast called backstage which is uh, something that we release on a monthly schedule which is available for relay fm all relay fm members uh, on backstage we kind of talk a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes at relay fm and also share uh, kind of like a month by month class of how to make a podcast of your own um, and this month's episode would have been where we spoke about monetization for creative projects and if that's right for you, but that's going to be on the next episode of Backstage. Uh, if you want to become a member, support Relay FM and get access to tons of bonus content and our Discord, as well as content like Backstage, go to relay.fm slash membership and you could sign up. Um, and so on this annual Q&A, we're obviously going to talk about what's happening here now and mm-hmm. back into the past and stuff like that. Um, and uh, we decided we'd make this available to non-members. But all of the questions that came in, uh, they were all asked by Relay FM members in our Discord. That's right. So, so. thank you so much for uh, sending them in. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good ones in here. And uh, I say we just get started, as tradition dictates, with a question from Kate. There's a lot of questions from Kate, to be honest. Kate had lots of great questions because Kate is a wonderful individual. Uh, Kate's first question is, do you ever listen back to previous Q&As? I'm assuming not, but if so, how do you feel about past Mike and Stephen's thoughts on them? So I will say, just before we do answer that question, uh, all of the Q&As on, in the show notes of this episode, uh, we have done one every year. They've been a bit scattershot. Uh, <laughs> 2014's was on the B-Sides feed because we didn't know where else to put it. And 2014 was like hey, we've launched the company, we're going to stream for an hour or whatever and talk about how wild our day has been. Then two were unconnected, 2015, 2016. 2017 was a YouTube video on my YouTube channel. Uh, 2018 and 2019 were unconnected. And then in 2020, we decided to spare Federico uh, and put it on the departures feed, which was a new feed created a year or so before. That's right. And now that this is where they will probably be for the foreseeable future until we get another place to put them. I listened to them yesterday. I couldn't do that to myself, but I'm pleased you did it for us. I did not do the 2017, but yesterday I was like building shelves and hanging acoustic foam and cleaning in my in my studio space. And so I just uh, listened to a bunch of them. And uh, yeah, I mean, the questions all sort of have a similar vibe. People are interested mm-hmm. in the same things, but there's also new questions each year. Uh, I will say on those episodes of Connected, Federico was not there, so we didn't really harm him. Uh, mm. One of those, David Sparks joined us, but at least 18 and 19 was just me and you, because Federico yeah. vacations in the summer at the beach, writing his review. It fit uh, perfectly, usually, in the sand. with that vacation. I think sometimes we would move it around, or I don't know, maybe force Federico to take a vacation. <laughs> Get out of here, buddy. It's our show now. Leave. Uh, so about how do I feel about past Mike and Steven? They don't know anything. (laughs) That's how I feel. 
Only current Mike and Steven know what's going on. And we're not as smart as future Mike and Steven. Exactly. We know nothing compared to 2022's version of ourselves. JD wants to know how we met. I, I made a joke in one of the previous ones that was online dating. So I can't use that joke again. Yeah, I mean, we, we met doing this. You had a podcast uh, with uh, your friend Terry, my friend Terry, mm-hmm. friend of the show Terry. Yep. And y'all had me on to talk about an iPad uh, in the early days, like 20, 2010, 2011 sometime. Mm-hmm. And we hit it off and fast forward a decade, here we are. Yeah, I know I was reading your work as well before. Uh, and so I think we were like, like many people, like when you meet someone online, which is a fun phrase to say, uh, online dating, uh, we, we online dated through each other's uh media so <laughs> i online dated you through text and you online dated me through uh listening to me and then that's how we got together and became the very best of friends i'm writing down a business idea podcast online dating via podcasts via podcast dating service well honestly like that's kind of not too far away from how they started right i think you could get someone to give you some money for that because online dating used to be you would record a video of yourself. It was it wasn't online dating, was it? Really, I don't know what you would have called it then. But you would record like a video of yourself, and they would be uh, like you'd you'd get a video of a bunch of people, right? Like that's how it would work. And then maybe you'd contact them. So I don't know. Maybe we could do some kind of like old timey version of that. We don't need another company, but think about a name for this. Pod date. Just pod, pod date. Pod date is good. Yeah. Two Ds or one D. Two Ds. Two Ds. I think. Yeah. I have Swipecast. Swipe cast. Okay, that's good. Caster, like Tinder, uh, okay. Grinder. Oh, that's good. That's good because it's kind of like casting a net too. Yeah, and it's cast. I like caster. Okay. Like C-A-S-T-R? There's no way that domain's available, by the way. It's a little Web 2.0, but I kind of like it. Yeah, there's no way it's available. I could tell Caster, you right it's a video streaming platform. Oh, they have the .io though. Well, that means that's what they obviously have the .io because the .com was already taken. You You wouldn't. Go for the .io if the .com was available. Caster.com. Because also that would mean that their company was called Casterio. No, they, they'd own the .com and they redirect it to their I.O. Why would you do that? I don't know. If you own a .com, why would you redirect to .io? How important is .io to your brand? I don't know. We, I mean, we don't own Relay.com. If we could own Relay.com, then we would not... Re- I don't think we would have called ourselves Relay FM. What is it, Relay.com? Some other com- bigger company, probably. Oh, it's the company that has stores and in, in, uh, airports. Yeah, all, all over the place that we've taken pictures of in front of many times when traveling yep. together. We have RelayFM.com, but Jason, that's not really that fun. Jason Snell says, just paid Nick for Hot Pod. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hot Pod, by the way, a great podcasting industry newsletter. That uh, There is a free version and a paid version. They're both really worth your time if you're interested in podcasting. Yep, hotpodnews.com. Kate's back with another question. Okay. What is the most unbelievable thing that happened in the lifetime of Relay? Can I can I answer this one? Please. The connected artwork being used in an Apple keynote. <laughs> this is what you is, said in 2018 or 2019. 
You're very consistent. Well, nothing else has happened since. What do you want from That's me? That's true. Nothing has happened. <laughs> also, stop being that guy. Because you listen to all of them. Stop rubbing it in my face. That Like, oh, I have all the knowledge. Mm. So you're now being... See, this is how Steve... This, this Stephen is the smartest Stephen because he has assumed all of the knowledge of previous Mike and Stevens. Sorry. I ate um, past Stevens and now I have their powers. That's very good. I'm pleased for you. Look, there are many things uh, that have happened in the history of our company. There are many things yet to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are, but the, these things that have happened and are yet to happen are things that I believe we could have achieved or will be able to achieve. This is not something that you can kind of just achieve. I don't think. Like I never had this as a dream that that Tim Cook would be standing in front of our artwork saying thanks. I hope you enjoy the rest of WWDC and that pictures would be taken of him and those pictures would find their way onto the front page of newspapers. Like. Yep. This is not really a thing that can happen. So, like, people are asking, uh, so Jazz has asked in a Discord about interviews and access to Apple people. That has been great. I've been very happy for it. But that's the thing that I thought I could get if I worked hard enough, right? Like, I had a dream for it and was like, okay, if I keep working hard enough or, like, over the last few years of, like, eventually I feel like we can get to that point where we will be able to have that kind of access. This is a whole different stratosphere of thing, the, the keynote thing, so... Yeah, that's that's definitely up there for sure. Uh, I think also just like the ability we've had to do uh, stuff with St. Jude is a big one for me. There's more coming about that very soon. But, you know, we are pretty close to a million dollars raised for them. And that'll be... Which uh, is an incredible thing. That is that'll be truly amazing. Truly incredible. Yep. That is yep. truly uh, So lots of great things have, mm-hmm. have happened. Rob asks, uh, what is your biggest regret over the years? Hey, Downer. Hey, Robbie Downer. Uh, I don't have regrets. Uh, there are business no yeah, hashtag no regrets. Uh, <laughs> there are business deals I wish we would not have done. There are mistakes that we made about many things, diversity being one of them, especially early on. But I don't regret these things because we have worked to improve and build on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like change and grow and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we are growing and learning and continue to like everything's a process because things change, people change, attitudes change, and we adapt with that change. I think when it comes to business type stuff, um, I am less likely to regret something because I feel like you can change it more easily. Um, there may be stuff that happens in personal goings on in your life, but yeah, I feel like I don't I don't really have regrets when it comes to the stuff that we've done. Uh, if there's something I don't like, then I work to change it. I think that's really well said. Uh, and I think I, I think I agree with that. I don't think there's been a thing that I like, really wish we could like walk back in a way that it uh, like still bothers me. Like We make mm-hmm. mistakes like everybody and we work to improve them. And hopefully uh, people see that and understand that sometimes... Yeah, because it's like... Oh man, I wish it wouldn't have been like that, or I wish we wouldn't have done that. But mm-hmm. then I look at where we are now, and it's not like we didn't do anything about that stuff. You know, that's how I feel anyway. Rosemary asks, "Are plans underway for the tenth anniversary celebration Stop. show?" Stop adding stress to me, Rosemary. Well, you got a long time. You have three years to plan it. If you're stressed out about it now, I don't even want to know what you're going to be like in two well, years. Well, you know, it's it's going to be really like a red carpet, black tie sort of deal it takes a lot of time does that take three years to plan it does mm-hmm. uh you know how hard it is to, to get someone 
in a limousine in Rome and have the same limousine drop them off in New York City for this grand event. That lot, seems like completely of, unnecessary. Well, it's you only turn 10 once. So, uh, I, yeah, we'll do something. I mean, we obviously haven't had a live show since 2019, and that's a real bummer. Mm. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I, I'd hoped we could do one this year. That's off the table now, hopefully next year, but I think... Yeah. Maybe the tenth anniversary yeah. things will be okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel pretty confident about tenth anniversary. Go get your vaccine. I still don't know about twenty twenty two. Honestly, I ho- I gen- I hope so. I hope we can start doing some live shows. Um, but it, you know they might not be under the same circumstances, right? Like we might. I mean, I could imagine they're not being conferences still, like big big conferences. Uh, personally, I just. But I can imagine us maybe being able to put on a show like we did that New York show or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. We've done those smaller events. That I could imagine that being more of a possibility, uh, maybe than the the, the big, com- big, big multi-thousand person conferences. That I don't know. That still seems trickier to me. But maybe I'm being a little bit pessimistic. However, the last two years have taught me because I keep getting it wrong. Stop thinking things are going to get better fast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like stop stop assuming that. Yeah. In a pandemic, pessimism is rewarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we get to do live shows again, where would you like to do one? What's your, your white well location, Kate asks? London. Well, that's easy to say you live there. Well, I, I think we should do you don't it. Have to go very far. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason for sure, because every live show that's ever been I've had to travel half the way across the world for. Mm-hmm. Uh but I would so the reason I say London specifically is I think that it is about time we had a live show outside of America. I think that London would genuinely be the the first best choice for it because it's a European city that's easy to get to, um, and as a large uh, population density, um, we are an English speaking podcast network. So I think all of these things make the most sense. We have hosts here already and hosts that can get here quite easily. Uh, so I think London and also there are lots of theater spaces here uh, like there are in New York, which is why it was easy to do a live show in New York. So I think London would be the best choice for an outside of the U.S. live show. Yeah, I'm not being argumentative. I actually agree. And we've wanted to do one there for a long time. And I think it's... I think it's it just hasn't worked after, out. Yeah, after things settle down. I think because it, it would be like so easy for us to do connected, in oh, in, yeah. in that sense, right? Um, and th- the thing is, like we spoke about this, uh, and this will probably happen one day. Like you know, me and Stephen like to be together around this time. Ideally, uh, we haven't done it for two years, but ideally, and we've always thought maybe one year you could come to me rather than me coming to you. Uh, and then we could do it that way, but we'll see. Who knows? One day. JD asks, how often do you have out-of-the-ordinary difficulties with the back end of Relay, such as advertisements, member stuff, etc.? Every day? I mean, a lot? Like, <laughs> yeah. most days? I mean, like, we run a business, you know? Like, this is what running a business is like. There are things that happen very frequently that are new and or out of the ordinary because that's what it's like to run a small business, right? Like, stuff happens a lot yeah i mean it's it has changed a lot over the years of like what sorts of things we consider difficult like in the beginning everything was scary (laughs) it felt like yeah uh but we also didn't have things like membership we didn't have as many shows to to sell 
advertisements for. We didn't have as many hosts to work with. Mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of hard to quantify stuff. Some some of these things, like I tell you, I tell you how I thought of it. Things that make me angry <laughs> or like upset. That's how I thought of it. That that mm. was what I was thinking about. Like something happens, and I'm like, ah, oh. you know, I I I go ah oh, like a few times a week. <laughs> but, you know i think i think i probably i would expect i experience this more as i work and like my part of the business deals with people out like companies outside of ours and that's where the stuff where it can be like uh you're annoying me kind of thing you know because i'm dealing with like corporations and stuff Mm -hmm. all the time and they're asking me for things that are silly or whatever yeah yeah mine is definitely much more on the on the member side of things someone has a a problem with the membership platform or their plans or something none of our members make us go uh no well no never perfect they're a bunch of perfect individuals uh and then uh we have um you know the discord which like i just kind of check like i check twitter like i'm just in it a bunch and so sometimes it's hard to quantify these things because they just sort of happen and it can very often be at an odd time or a bad time, <laughs> other stuff going on. So yeah, stuff happens, right? It's a business. It's a very uh, multifaceted business with lots of moving parts now and bigger than it's ever been and continuing to grow. So there's always things that, that come up either, you know, challenges that we've seen before, or sometimes new things. And we just sort of grown and move and move through it. There's no one else, right? It's just like, it's us and the people yeah. who work with us. So got to get done. There is a question actually about those people. I figure maybe we should answer that now because it feels in, in keeping what, with what we were just talking about. So this question came from Matt, one of our wonderful uh, moderators of the Discord, of which Kate is one also. Uh, in Relay's first seven years, how did you need to grow the actual company staff in ways that you didn't expect? How do you anticipate Relay FM staffing will change in the future? So st- staff or like part of the company quote unquote we do not count hosts in this like we do not employ any of our hosts uh they are independent contractors i guess is the best way to to describe it right like yes and that's kind of kind of how that whole thing works people show up for what they want to do and they receive uh, membership money for that and also advertising money if their show has ads on it. So that's kind of how that works. There isn't like uh, staffing contracts or anything like that. We, we are kind of just a ragtag group of people that want to work together. But to run a company like that now uh, requires a group of people. So there's me and Stephen. And did you want to tell everybody about everybody else? Yeah, we have uh, we have Carrie, our sales manager, who's been with us for four years, five years. A now? horrifyingly long amount of time. A very you know? long time, because it it seems like only not that it only just happened, but like it doesn't feel like it was a long time. Yeah, but it's now been over half of the company, and Carrie Carrie started as uh, my like assistant but has since grown her role into advertising sales manager, which is a role that we created. But by and large, Carrie deals with and manages the majority of advertising sales for the entire company now. So that's the kind of person Carrie is, (laughs) right? That she started as an assistant and now manages the majority of all advertising. 
Uh, we have Kathy, who members know as our community manager, and she's one of the uh, admins and mods in the Discord. Uh, but Kathy also uh, works with actually both of us in terms of uh, sort of the paperwork mm-hmm. back office side. So some of the invoicing and payment processing, uh, Kathy has taken on uh, a good bit of that, really taken a lot of that off my shoulders. Uh, yeah. Some of the, sort of the regular flow of money in and out now Kathy oversees and, and manages, which is fantastic. Listeners know Kathy is the host of two shows. That's right. Conduit and Roboism. Yes. Kathy's, Kathy has every title possible almost in the, she's a that podcaster. That is actually quite true. What, so host and community manager and financial administrative assistant? The FAA. That's what it stands for. I think. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. It's nothing to do with planes. That's right. It has to do with Kathy. We work with the very incredibly talented and wonderful Jim Metzendorf uh, as a podcast editor. Um We've Jim's been around forever, and he's incredibly young, though, of course. And uh, Jim Jim edits a lot of shows and a growing number <laughs> of shows on Relay FM, and we're very f- thankful for Jim uh, and his work. Yeah, it's fantastic. He has taken on an increasing amount of editing over the years, and mm-hmm. some for us, some for other people. And he does just an absolutely fantastic job, and we we trust him completely with those edits. and And that's a that's a hard thing as a creative writer. Oh yes, the edit is how people experience it, and he just knocks it out of the park. Okay, uh, we also have Ben, who is our developer, uh, who works on uh, Neon, which is our content management system, which is custom to us. And uh, he works for us on a freelance basis. Uh, also, some other internal tools that we are building, uh, software tools. And so, Ben, uh, Ben's been around for several years. We've been through several developers. A lot of uh, people we've worked with, you know, they end up having a career change or something, and they're not able to do freelance. Um, but uh, we've been very fortunate with all of them. And, and Ben has been a, a great addition to the team over the last, I think, three or four years now. So, very thankful to have him on board. And finally, so this is a more recent change. So uh, people will know we've spoken about um, Simon Buckmaster, who uh, was an incredible, who is, who is, <laughs> who is an incredibly talented designer who worked with us for six and a half years as, you know, not only is Simon responsible for all of the artworks, uh, basically, of all of our shows and the company logo. Simon is also responsible for naming the company. Uh, so we owe quite a debt to him. Simon now works for Standard, or has worked for Standard, which is a, a YouTube uh, network of sorts, and has worked for him for a couple of years. And because of his commitments there, unfortunately, had to step away from Real AFM um, probably about six or six or seven months ago. And we now work with uh, David Dooley, who is a great guy that I've gotten to know over the last year in doing some branding work for myself. And then when we uh, were working on Conduit, which was the first show that uh, David has done artwork for, we asked if he wanted to do it, and he said yes, and has done an incredible job. In so much is that nobody would have ever known that we had a new designer, uh, I feel like, but I think David is bringing his own uh, flair and skill to the existing um, framework that uh, Simon built for us, so... 
that was a, a very sad one when Simon had to leave, but I'm I'm very proud of everything that he's done and thankful for everything he's done for us. And I'm happy now that he has a career, a full-time career in the industry that he's wanted to work in for so long. So, yeah, so that was a hard one, but uh, we're happy for, for Simon and really pleased to be working with David. So that's everybody. And then me and Steven again. Mm-hmm. I think we're at the top and the bottom. <laughs> That's how it goes when you own the business, right? Like yeah. you, yeah, you yeah, do yeah. all the high level stuff and then anything else that needs to get done. So yep. that's, that's how it goes. All right. Rob is back with another question. Uh, he asked us about regret. Now he's calling us elder statesmen of podcasting. Come on, Rob. I kind of like the sound of it. Okay, fine. As notable figures slash elder statesmen in podcasting, how much uh, do you feel a responsibility to the future of, as a medium, and does that factor into any of the decisions you made with Relay? I've, I've thought a lot about this the last couple of weeks. I went to Podcast Movement in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, which is this big industry conference show, trade show type thing. There's a lot of vendors and a lot of different tracks. I spoke on a panel about monetization via membership and direct support, and it, it it was great, but it really was like the first time in a while I felt, man, we come from a time in podcasting that is not the current time. Mm-hmm. And it's as it gets bigger and the industry gets bigger and there's more money in it, obviously it's going to change more and more beyond how it was when we started. And even when we started, like we started, we launched at the same time Gimlet did. Serial was already a thing. Like it, this had already been happening. No, I don't think Serial was a thing. Was it? Serial came just after. Okay. But it was all like... um, It was starting to change to where we are now. Yeah, it was. Uh, And, you know, podcasting kind of had its roots in sort of our, um, the way that we do it, sort of in our content area, you know, kind of being tech heavy at the beginning. But it's obviously changed a lot. And that doesn't mean we're not relevant. Doesn't mean that the way we do things isn't relevant. It's just now there's a lot of other different ways to do it. You know, when we started like having a talk show format was how most podcasts were. And now most podcasts, at least really big ones, aren't that. They are more of the produced interview NPR style type thing. And that's fine. Like I listen to a lot of those shows and enjoy them. It's just not what we do. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of like responsibility to its future as a medium, the medium's gonna do what it's gonna do because there's a, just so many players and so many of them are, are bigger and much bigger than us. Um, but I do feel a responsibility in the sense of keeping podcasting as open as possible. And so having our feeds just over RSS, not locking our content into one application. Now we work with, you know, in the beginning we just had RSS feeds and now we have to submit to a bunch of different places and we do that. But as long as there is a open RSS standard, you know, based podcasting world, that's our home base. And that's, where you are listeners that, you know, we see the stats. It's a lot of Apple podcasts, but it's also a lot, a lot, a lot of third-party applications being used to listen to our shows, much more than the industry on a whole. And so I do feel a responsibility towards that sort of side of podcasting, if that makes sense. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? I feel like we act as advocates for the world we came up in. You know, like for where we kind of are, we're... We're one of the only companies left that do it this way, right? So, like, there's us and Twit, really, of, like, doing technology podcasting in the f- 
format that we do it in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and But whilst that might sound niche to you, like that was all it was when we started, you know, like that was it. It was mostly technology was, was the, was podcasts and then some radio shows. Uh, and you know, I, we still get the opportunity to interact with people in the industry. And when we do, or when people ask for our opinions on things, uh, we give them. And, and I, you know, like we get to talk to people and we get to share our experiences uh, with companies and, and the people that are important in the industry. And we advocate for this, right? Like this is what we advocate for, podcasts like this um, that I think are great and, and high quality, but are they are like um, passion-led and niche-focused, but these are the types of podcasts that we have been able to make a business on we just listed the people that were able to help like you know help provide a part of their living to as well as all of our hosts and we've been around for seven years i think we're doing something right i think it's a shame that there aren't a lot of people trying to do it this way anymore but i I, i'm pleased that we started when we did because it meant we could still establish ourselves and continue to be a kind of a flag bearer for the way that we do things yeah, I think that uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Serial apparently came out October 2014, so yeah. t- two months after us. Chris asks, probably top secret information, but are there any new shows in the works for Relay? I'm not looking for specific specifics. I'm just curious. I speak for a living. Yeah, uh, there's uh, maybe something we can talk about soon, hopefully. Yeah, well, there's, we have one, which is hilarious because we always say no new shows. <laughs> we mm-hmm. also like. Like, if we would have asked us this question three weeks ago, we'd say, no, we're not working on any, um, and uh, that's that. But now we are because we, Stephen and I share a thing, which is probably how we're here. We we cannot resist working with talented people on good ideas. I mean, Conduit's uh, the most recent example of that, right? Like, we yes. were planning on it. Kathy nope. and Jay had the idea they brought to us. They did demos, yep. and here we go. Mm-hmm. But we're not on these new shows. That's either. right. Yeah, there's no new show for me or you to host. I am not uh, particularly interested in doing any additional shows at this point. Same. Yep. Uh, okay, so uh, back to Kate asking about uh, the last 18 months of the pandemic. Uh, how has that been? You know, how, has, how have we fared? How's the company fared compared to what we were worried about at the beginning? It's been rough. It's been a lot of work. It's been um, it's the hardest I've worked over a sustained period of time, and I know it's the same for you too. Since we started the company, yep, those first few months as well, like March to July of 2020, was just oh man, that was that was real. That was real bad. Um, but it has not been as devastating as it seemed like it could have been you know which has been good like advertising is we're not back to 2019 levels but we're doing great you know like things are better but it's different the the, the market is is different um so that's kind of my part what about membership yeah i mean that, that's that's why for me it was so much work was getting the membership stuff put together and you and i did a lot of that together and then 
it kind of came back to me because it's always been mm-hmm. sort of my my half of the the revenue generation <laughs> or my side of the, the revenue generation. Yeah, but they, that was the kind of thing where we were changing so much about the business and we had to work so hard on it. It had to become the two of us yeah. doing it together and then it was going to go back to you. And, and so really the, the membership program, as people know it now, was born out of that time. And now a year and a half later, I am so happy that it has been successful far beyond what we had hoped for the first couple of, you know, the first year or year and a half, like it's so much uh, more vibrant in the community yep. and so much more successful from a business perspective. And, you know, we have the desire and, and continue to work toward the goal of the membership becoming uh, a larger and larger piece of the the pie, if you will, in terms of mm-hmm. overall company revenue. And it did really well in 20 and it, it's on track to be bigger in 21. So, I think we're going to continue to push on that and continue to watch it grow. And yeah, I just, it was for something that was really put together in a relatively short period of time. I mean, three months is not very much time. Uh, and something that was put together kind of in the pressure cooker of the early pandemic, uh, I'm very happy with the decisions we made. And I mm-hmm. think that it is built in a way that can last a long, long time. And also, it was definitely a thing that got us through some of those months. Oh, yeah. You know? And there's a there's a related question in the Discord now about, you know, how have we dealt with, like, taking breaks and tackling burnout? You've spoken before about the idea of pandemic busy. People add things because there's nothing else to do but be at home and do work, do things. For for me, I don't think I've done a lot of that, but I do think that it's been harder to take breaks or to be away during this, obviously. I mean, you just got your first time off just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I've had a couple of shorter trips with the family, but it's been, it's been hard to take breaks, be, not only because it's hard to travel, but because all these things are going on, and we, we're still in the middle of this to a degree— uh, I felt like I really can't take time away from the company the way that maybe I, I felt like I could in 2019. Yeah, I've had like these, you know, I've been like, uh, not like burning out, but like having these burnout moments like throughout the whole last mm-hmm. year and a half, you know, like there's just been these times where it's been like, well, this is too much and I'm going to lose it for a little bit and then hopefully come back. And I'm feeling pretty, pretty good right now. Um, but there's like, that's been the case of like a bunch of decisions made. Uh, and, but this isn't going to be for either of us, like the way that we have been working, even in 2021, how we're going to continue working going forward. But we're, we're still kind of in it and we still can't get back to that normal flow. So we're like putting different effort in and working on different things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that I definitely felt pressure and a lot of guilt um during some parts of the pandemic like i had to work i know that didn't make any sense but that was just how i was and sometimes you can't get away from yourself but that was kind of kind of how i felt like i couldn't dare take time off because everything was so wild so but we're getting better uh there was a a question in the discord by jambo harv if we had a goal of how much revenue a membership to be i mean in my like dream scenario it's like 50 50 membership and 
advertising. Which would be great. I mean, what is it right now? I, I don't mind saying, like, what is it right uh, now? Give me a minute. I can look it up. Um, which, you know, I, I we don't really talk numbers. I find that to be a bit crass. Um, but like dollar numbers, but I don't, I don't mind about percentages. Uh, but fifty-fifty would be real nice. I'm scrolling through. I'm on. Okay, I've got last year's handy. I just got to find it. Uh, yeah. So last year membership was twenty-four percent of company revenue. Live shows was zero percent, and <laughs> advertising was seventy six percent. What a, I mean, we could probably work out what we are year to date now too, as well. Yeah, right? but that's not in a pie chart that I made in January. So. Yeah, I know, but I it's, can work it, out. Right uh, now. Last time I looked, it was thirty ish, I think. But it's also, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's about thirty something percent right now. So that goal of fifty fifty is definitely attainable. We will keep working on it. It's a it's a big long term goal though right because like this is the way something this goes huge jump and then like slow increase Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of how something like this would go but there are there are ways to to continue rising and we're gonna keep working on that uh daniel did ask something uh similar like about this which you know just saying like uh as a relay fm membership system been working out yes did it do the job you needed it to do uh for in filling in for companies pulling back on their ad spend Yes. And something, whilst we're on that, actually, with the mix part, something we weren't sure of and something that doesn't seem to have made any effect at all, we were wondering, like, if advertiser interest would decrease because of the membership program. That was, like, a a concern that we had at the start, which was, like, uh, if we do this, will the shows that go in for this stop being uh, worth it to advertise? And the answer is no. There hasn't been any change on that. So... Which, um, which I also think is really great. I know a lot of our members asked at first that we, and we did this, to leave the sponsors of the episodes in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So if they need it, they can go and get it. And I know that we have people that do that, which is great. So the codes are still there. And we just, you know, in some of the shows, we'll reference what, like just the names of the sponsors so they know they can go back and, and get it. So we didn't get any pushback from advertisers because I think by and large, most advertisers... They kind of that they don't. I mean, and this isn't meant in a in a mean way. It's just it's just what it's like. They don't care about what we do, as long as the results are there for them, right? Like our advertisers pay us money and they see what they get out of it. Um, I don't think that it's really something that they worry about so much if we're doing ad removal, as long as the money that they're giving us doesn't change for their results and it hasn't changed for them. And we still continue to see great success for our advertisers and they're not, they're not worried about it. So thanks everybody. Yep. Uh, a couple of follow-up things. Matt C suggests we take a model of 50% membership, 50% advertising, 50% live shows for 150% like that. revenue. That's fantastic. That's real. Uh, Galaxy we brain need to math. hire Matt, like fully hire Matt. We have a new head of revenue. Yeah. CRO. Uh, uh, and then <laughs> someone is also curious about what membership percentage of revenue was before the current membership version. So membership initially launched in December 2015. And from then until last year, it was single digit percentages. So it is uh, very different. It was just all very different. Um, and you know, we hope that some there'll be more of this in the future. Maybe some of our other shows will want to do uh, this, like we'll want to do membership shows in the future, and we'll help them do that if they do. But it is a it's a lot of additional work and doesn't necessarily work out for everybody. But we hope that it will for more of our shows. What's next? 
Uh, Chris asks, is the community Discord at all what you expected it to be? In what ways is it different from your expectations? It's way bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, there's a, a, I mean, it's not every member, right? It's a percentage of the number of members are there. A bunch of people never yep. sign in. That, that's totally fine. Like, it's totally an optional thing. You should do it if you want it, but if you don't want it, I totally understand too. Yep. And there are, we have a bunch of members that are also a part of the Discord, but aren't there except for certain times, if at all, right? So, yeah. like, you come at it in the way that you want it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some people only show up for live shows or, you know, it's, it's all over the place and it's great. Um, it's really been... The surprise for me has and it has been the community aspect. I, I knew that Relay had a community around it because we'd see it doing live shows or be at, at conferences and emails and feedback and stuff. But now there's like a place for at least, you know, some members of that community. And that's been really amazing. And it's just it's I really enjoy being there. Really do. Uh, yeah, I was I was scared of it at first, right? I had no idea what we were gonna be getting ourselves in too like because we'd never run a, like a community like this um but it has been great i check it more than i check any other type of social media now uh there are lots of great general interest channels there are a couple of little fiefdoms which are fantastic for the people that are in them you know like the keyboards and productivity channels are much more than meets the eye and that's really great for the people that want to be in those and they become their own little communities which is awesome it's been we, we and again we said this before we'll say it again it is only as good as it is because of our incredible uh volunteer moderating team um me and steven could not manage this community and they do a better job of keeping everything and us in check than anybody else and uh without them the Discord would not exist, let alone exist as well as it does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's just no, there's just no way, and we are very, 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 very grateful to them all. Yeah, it's it's been fantastic, and the the moderation team has been a real joy to work with. You know, there are times where something's going on, and they can work as a group and make a decision, and it's it's just been really great to ha knowing that other people are as invested in this community as you and I are, and that I really mm -hmm. feel that from our moderation team and that, that means a ton yeah that's a nice way of putting it uh how's the mentorship program going mike this was asked by molly's yes one of our wonderful mods one of our wonderful moderators it has been great really great um it's we've been, I've been doing it for about a year now we've had the program going and it, you know it was an interesting thing i i really wanted to try it out the, the world was in such a place of unrest uh at that point and a lot of it for very 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 good reasons and i wanted to see what i could do to try and expand the voices in our community so this was a program uh, that i launched you know ultimately for people not like me um and i have a website if you want to read more about it uh, i think it's podcastmentorship.net i think is the website yes you didn't get the .io interesting i didn't get the .io how silly am i so if you want to read about kind of more about why I started it, but the program has been awesome. Uh, Jay Miller, who we mentioned uh, previously, is, is a part of the program, and Jay uh, launched his show with Kathy Conduit recently. This like this didn't happen because Jay was in the the program. Jay has been uh, a podcaster for years now, has a lot of experience, uh, but just so happened to want to be a part of the program. We've been working together on some stuff for a while, but Jay and Kathy's pitch was great, so it was an easy. 
uh, an easy one for us to do. Um, other than this, uh, I'm hoping soon, within the next couple of months, uh, that you'll be hearing some more from some of the voices that are a part of this. Uh, we're kind of working on some stuff as a group. Uh, so watch this space. I'll be I'll be sharing that. But it's been a great thing. I'm really pleased that I did it. Uh, it was really intimidating to start with because ultimately, like, I kind of didn't really know what I was doing. Backstage was really helpful, actually, because uh, that got to a point where we were running backstage in parallel to what I was talking about with my uh, the mentees every month like we have a call every month where I talk about a specific thing and I got to be like all right we're going to talk about this thing from backstage but I'm also going to talk more openly about it and that kind of stuff and do a lot of Q&A so it's been really great and uh, I'm, I'm really thankful with the group that I get to work with everywhere are you going to do another round of mentees I don't know uh, th- this is a thing that I haven't worked out because uh, the people that I'm working with now like we're not done and I also haven't worked out if there is a point where you we will be quote unquote done and also right now it's all like a single track thing so uh, the answer is i'm not sure i could imagine that we might get to a point where the group that i'm working with right now i've kind of i've taught them everything that i can uh on like a kind of uh one-on-one basis and maybe they stick around i have a special discord for that and then maybe i then bring in a second class i would like to do it i just haven't worked out how i would get to that point yet okay i think it's totally fair watch again it's like i you know there is a lot of this where like i am making it up as i go along kind of thing because and and you know we're just all working together in a group on it i would like to keep it going it's become a valuable part of what i do um and i feel like i get to give back and hopefully give some people uh some opportunities that they maybe otherwise wouldn't have gotten to so easily so i want to keep it going Stitch asks, when someone asks you what you do for a living, what's your quote, I don't want to talk about this answer? Advertising and product design. Yeah. Uh, Tech journalist. I have another one if I want to really not want to talk, though. Mm -hmm. Advertising inventory manager. Oh, that's... I don't want to talk to you about that. (laughs) Yeah. That's when, like, I am 100% do not want to have any follow-up questions. That's that's the no follow-up questions answer. Sometimes I say audio editor... But then they want to. Then they want to hand me their, you know, cousin's rap album. That's it, right? Because if I say advertising and product design, or even just advertising, people want to ask, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like advertising inventory manager. That's really because good. Because there are like that could be a couple of different things, and they're all boring. That's that's fantastic. Uh, okay, so Zach asks: A lot of relay shows have single word titles, some being somewhat generic, like upgrade, parallel, connected. Do you think this has any big effects on people discovering relay shows? Do you? I think that the names being short is actually beneficial. If someone says, oh, I heard this on Connected, then maybe that's something easier to remember. But, you know, podcasts are weird. I've said this before. For an audio product, you find it visually, right? You're skimming top charts or you're searching in your podcast app. And so I think the artwork is maybe more important in a way, but the names, I think, being short make them memorable. I think that's only good. I'm not convinced that there's much that we could do to draw people in the cold from naming or branding. And like, I don't think that it's how the medium really works for a lot of instance, in a lot of instances, especially in what we do. I think like, again, if you're making like one, two, three murder podcast, you, you know, all you got to do is like show a knife with some blood dripping off it and people will go listen to it. 
and because uh, that just seems to be the way that these things go these days. The type of podcasts that we make, I think they are work from word of mouth and existing audiences. Like I think that's where those those things tend to work. You know, like, uh, hey, you know me from this place. Now I have a podcast or hey, I'm interested in this thing or you should hear this podcast about it because it's one of the only ones that exists or it's one of the best ones or whatever, you know. And I don't think that naming and branding in that help too much. I think it's it's the, the other things that help more. Tony wants to know, are you looking to enable Spotify support for member feeds? And if so, why? If not, why not? Uh, I am looking into it. There's a feature in Spotify that you can now bring in private feeds. And I just, uh, it's been on my to-do list for a couple of weeks and I, I need to. Yeah, to it, it works with our membership platform provider, member four, but I'm not sure how much public information there is yet. I didn't see any. I mean, I know you would have looked into it more than Yeah, me. basically they've said, best I can tell, they've said it's coming, but. I think that's all I've seen. So anyways, I need to reach out to Memberful and yeah. get the ball rolling on that. And just, you know, for people who need a primer on these things who don't pay attention as much as us, this is very different to what Apple's doing. You know, with, with Apple and Apple podcast subscriptions, it's very much like, all right, you can go, you can do whatever you want to do, but then there's also our system. So you can you go you can bring the content over, but you need to use our system, upload to our system, and it will go through our payment provider and all that kind of stuff. With Spotify, it's just hey, just connect with your uh, membership platform, and it's done. We don't take any money from you, and never will because it, you handle all the transactions on your own. People can't buy it in the app because of. Apple platform rules or whatever, but it basically just means that people that currently listen to our shows on Spotify or would like to um, can get our membership content in there, even though they're remaining a closed platform. They're doing like an OAuth uh, focused thing. It's it's actually pretty clever. I think they're doing a good job of it. And so, yeah, yeah, people want to uh, switch on in Spotify. They definitely do, and now now hopefully soon they will be able to. Yeah. Rob wants to know, is there a topic or idea for a show that you'd want to make uh, that for sheer practical or cost reasons you will never or could never? I don't think so. I mean, th- this... I don't think that there's a practicality or cost reason. I mean, the types of shows we do, we work with people who are experts in their field. I mean, if we... I don't know if we were doing like I don't, like some sort of like fancy watch review podcast, but I don't think we want to make that anyways. So... I think for the type of show we make, practical and cost reasons just don't come up that often. I think I think what Rob is asking might be similar to what Rosemary is asking, which is, so Rosemary has a question, which is, do you ever see Relay branching out completely with the kind of shows that you do? For example, something akin to Serial or completely different. Like I can imagine what Rob is asking is like, do you have a thing where you'd like to get a cost of people or whatever, you know? I mean, I don't ever say never, but uh, we have found that our formula of sort of the talk show style with good chemistry, like that has worked in a bunch of different areas. Like if you look at our shows page, it's far beyond just covering Apple and tech like it used to be. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I just don't know if we've really bumped into an idea that would require that sort of big shift. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
it's again it's not the type of content we have made as you say not meaning we would never do it but if the idea is like is there something for those reasons we would want to do but can't that hasn't happened yeah that's right uh tony asks after seven years there are any goals or hopes you had when starting the network that you have yet to achieve you want to start with this yeah i mean i think honestly and for a long time like what i've wanted out of relay has been true like i can provide for my family I get to do the work that I love with people I deeply respect. And like, that's what I wanted. And yeah, it would be, you know, it would be silly to not mention things like getting to do like really cool Apple executive interviews or getting to go to different events and like all that's exciting too. And, but a little bit secondary to like you and I get to work together and do what we love and Mm. provide for those in our family. And so in a way, anything past that is just sweet, uh, sweet bonus stuff, you know? Yeah, like if we're thinking about things we would want to have done for the network or, you know, that kind of stuff, I think we've probably achieved all of that by now, right? Like I I don't think that there's yeah. anything major left. But as you say, there, there are maybe some things that we would like for ourselves personally, professionally, but also I don't really feel like I have many of those anymore. I, I feel pretty pretty happy like pretty like content and accomplished with what we have done um and so i'm at this point like i'm very happy to have what we have and i don't feel the need to push too far in any one direction anymore which i think is a very very nice comfortable feeling that we have and is a luxury that we can enjoy because of the way we decided to do this thing Right, like if we had taken investment as the way to get our company going rather than putting our life savings and bootstrapping, we wouldn't we wouldn't have had this kind of luxury where we could choose that we're gonna run things in a way that makes us happy and content mm. rather than needing to push for that one hundred and fifty percent that our new chief revenue officer Matt is looking for us to do. So maybe we're not hiring Matt after all. No, I think we just fired Matt. Yeah. Well, Matt does have the last question. It's his exit interview. (laughs) Where do you see Relay in seven years from now? Check back in in 2028, I guess. As long as our listeners will have us, I don't imagine not doing this. I could imagine a world where in seven to ten years, maybe me and you have stepped back from some of the stuff and have handed more and more over to other people like the aforementioned wonderful uh, Carrie and Kathy and people like that. You know, like the the jobs that Carrie and Kathy do were things that we used to do. They do them better than the two of us, but they were still roles that we used to occupy. And so I can imagine the two of us doing more of that, you know, like that's how a business grows over time or whatever um, and changes over time. But like we do what we love to do. Like we do not make podcasts because we randomly fell into it. We don't make podcasts because somebody employed us to do it. Uh, we don't do it because you can make a quick buck because you couldn't then and you can't now. There's no quick buck in podcasting. We do this because it's what we want to do. It's what we love to do, like to actually just make the shows. And we are lucky enough... Two, (laughs) 
you just really distracted me. I'm like doing this big thing and the Discord's going by, right? Like we have a live chat in our Discord, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And people sub- recommend titles for their episodes. And when I said No Quick Buck, Stephen titled No Quick Butt. Which, <laughs> My bad. Uh, I don't know exactly know what he's thinking about right now. But hey, you know, you do your thing. Anyway, so I'll go back to where I was, you know. I Like we do this because it is what we enjoy. Like it's what we love. Yeah. And we started this as fans of it and ended up being able to get into a position where we've been able to pay our bills with it. So just the idea that I wouldn't be making any podcasts in seven years just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I want to keep doing this, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe it's uh, maybe the content's a little bit different. Maybe the makeup of the shows or the network's different. But I think the core of what we're doing, as long as people keep listening, we'll, we'll be here. And we can only be here because you do listen. So thank you. You know, we. You know, this is very much me and Stephen talking about ourselves and the thing that we built. But we are built it on the support of all of you, all of the people that listen to this, and and I would say like especially the people listening to this. Uh, if you are, if you choose to have listened to this, you are in like our very core, most engaged listenership. You know, like, and so we are thankful for everyone, but especially to the type of person that would listen to this thing here, because you are most likely uh, the advocates to other people. You most likely to share our shows with people. You most likely buy products from our advertisers and are our members. So we are very grateful to everyone and you uh, and, uh, all of our hosts and everybody that we get to work with. Again, I will also extend at this time uh, a thank you to every single one of our hosts at Relay FM um, because it's a wonderful group that we have the pleasure of getting to work with. And uh, we couldn't also do this without any of them as well because, I mean, can you imagine 30 shows? It's just me and Stephen. It'd be terrible. <laughs> no, no, nobody wants that. It would be so confusing so thank you to everybody uh, all of our wonderful hosts at Relay FM as well 